I want you to understand today that if there's ever been a time when mothers need a radar, it's the day and the hour that we're living in now. With so much deception, so many traps, so much confusion, so much altering and adjusting of truth, there is this need for discernment for our sons and daughters and for our future. And it occurred to me as I was preparing this week that one of God's great roadblocks to hell's assignment to destroy is a mother planted knowing the truth and leading her children in the things that God has for them. I'll talk about fathers and I will adore my father and I will adulate men in a few weeks when we talk about Mother's Day, or on Father's Day rather, but this is Mother's Day and the reality of it is roles are different between the two. And as I was thinking about it this past week and preparing, you know, the inclination in our hearts is to think that men are macho and men are strong and men are the ones that got the, the sort of militant thing going on, but there's, the reality of it is sometimes men are passive. Sometimes men can even more easily become aloof to the danger. But a mama, mama got a radar. And the radar in a mother causes a woman who can be uh, beautiful and well-dressed and hair perfect and ear bobs on and, I mean, just, you know, like Devin, just, just, just gorgeous. But I have seen her in a split second switch on the inside and the radar go off. Do y'all know what? Y'all mama ever acting like this? Where, where she stepped out of this quaint little house on the prairie thing and, and became something of another species. especially when it comes to her children. And the reality of it is we do not live in a peanut butter and jelly world. Any theology that you endorse that is absent of any kind of opposition and attack is not really scriptural because the Bible is clear that on this journey we are on, we are going to have opposition and we are going to experience times and seasons of attack. And it behooves us to have the kind of radar in our spirit that can sense danger and know what to do in the middle of a situation when something we loved comes under an attack. Now, I'm going to preach this about mothers today because it's Mother's Day and I really felt like I should honor and celebrate the gift that that God has given us in mothers, and I should really sort of highlight that spiritual sensitivity mothers have, but I pray what it does is call all of us to a higher level. Because if all we do today is come in here and talk about how mothers are, but, but, but those who are not mothers, or those who are fathers, or those who are sons, or those who are daughters, whatever, if none of us understand the calling to, to increase our sensitivity and spiritual discernment, then we're going to miss what this entire sermon is about today. Sometimes we find ourselves in the crosshairs of Satan's scope. 
He does everything in his limited power to attempt to hinder us in our journey. And one of the greatest weapons that Satan uses is the element of surprise. He does all he can to destroy and devour, but as we will see today, it is the spiritual radar and, and, the, and the, the excerpts that I'm going to use from Scripture today happen to be all mothers, and I want us to learn from these mothers today. The spiritual radar that God gave us, by using that, we have the ability, watch this, to intercept the plans and the schemes of the enemy. How many know God is never catching up with Satan? I didn't get nobody to say amen right there. I said, how many know God is never catching up to Satan? Come on, I need to remind you that Satan and God are not co-equals. Satan is not on the same playing field as God. It's not God the good person and Satan the bad person and the two are duking it out to see who's going to win. No, he has already been defeated. He has already been conquered. God has already exalted his son Jesus and the battle has already been won. Somebody say amen. So I want to talk about these Mothers and the spiritual radar they had on the inside. Now, my mama had a unique radar too. She was never written of in the word of God, but my mama had some stories of her own that kept me out of trouble. I wish I had a witness. Have you ever gone somewhere and didn't tell nobody where you were going, but your mama knew where you had been? Y'all ain't never dealt with this before. I'm telling you right now, there's some young people in here. You need to thank God your mama knows where you've been, even when you were trying to hide it from her in the first place. Because when you don't talk to your mama and when your mama don't know everything going on with you, just because you're not talking to mama doesn't mean God ain't talking to mama. The first mama I want to talk about in this Radar that she had is a woman in Exodus chapter 2. Her name is Jochebed. She doesn't get a whole lot of attention. She's tucked back in the Old Testament, in the second book of the Old Testament. At a time, watch this, at a time when the king was killing babies, Jochebed got pregnant. Now, what do you do when your body is impregnated in a season when babies are being killed? What do you do when you're trying to raise a child in a generation when children are under an attack? What do we do when it seems like the edict of the king is kill all the babies? And why did Pharaoh want to kill all the babies? Because he saw that Israel was growing in strength and power. And Pharaoh said, if I don't kill their sons and I don't get rid of the, uh, the ability to reproduce, Israel, although they are in bondage, is going to outgrow my ability to keep them bound. So I've got to keep them in bondage, and the way I'm going to do this is kill the children. Now, I don't want to get too far into this, and I'm not trying to be some sociologist in the pulpit today, but I'm going to tell you, I thank God for Christian families who still believe in having children, and when they can't have them, adopting them, because there is something so profound about your influence that when kids come up in a godly home, they reproduce godly behavior, and a nation experiences the goodness of people who know how to walk with God. 
His children were under an attack in Exodus chapter 2 and, and Pharaoh's killing all of the boys. Jacobet gets pregnant in a time when babies are under an attack. What do you do, mom, when you have a child in a season when children are under an attack? Number one, if you're taking notes, this is what the radar is right here. Moms, you got to first of all think strategically. Come on, this idea of getting up and shooting from the hip is not going to cut it this day and time. If you are not proactive in your children, child rearing, if you don't raise your children intentionally, then the world will take them intentionally. I'm not going to get no help today. But you got to do more than be accidental and lackadaisical in your approach if you don't take care of your children and think strategically. There is a river with alligators waiting on your children and Pharaoh has already sent the edict. Come on, the spirit of Pharaoh has already declared, let's wipe out all the children. Let's get rid of all the boys so we can kill the future. I need some mothers today to recognize that the future of the church is directly connected to our ability to raise our sons and daughters in the presence of the Lord. The reason, oh, I'm getting ready to preach right here. The reason Satan will not take this nation and will not destroy our generation is because there's some mothers and fathers in this house that understand that the seed of the word deposited into your children disqualifies Satan from destroying our generation as long as your children know God Satan will never put the church out of business Jacobet had to think strategically watch this she had to think strategically she said Pharaoh's going to kill my son and here's what I like about it this woman had a radar when she looked at her son she, the Bible says she saw that he was, the New King James says he was beautiful. But in the Hebrew, it's much deeper. It's not just that he was good looking. There was something about him. Oh, who am I talking to in here, mama? Where are you at in here? Have you ever looked at your son or your daughter and everybody else thought, oh, they're going to be nothing. They're going to do nothing. They come from nowhere. They're going to have nothing the rest of their life. Have you ever thought differently about your child than the rest of the people surrounding your children? Don't ever let somebody else's report about your babies influence your own faith in God to raise your children up. Put them in a place of influence. I don't care where you came from. If you were born in the hood, if you were born in the projects, if you were born three streets over, it don't matter where you came from. Mama, don't ever let nobody tell you your baby will not be great in God. The devil is a liar. Your children are fearfully and wonderfully made. She looked and saw that he was different. And she said, I got to hide him. I got to think strategically. How am I going to save, watch, how am I going to save my son? Now, I, I can't prove this, but I thought this. The Bible said she took, it's in Exodus chapter 2, the story. The Bible said she took some pitch. And she took some pieces of reed and she made an ark. Now, 
It ain't the first time somebody ever got saved in an ark. Oh, God. I believe she reached back in the past and was reminded about how Noah took his family and built an ark to the saving of his. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. She said, if it worked for Noah, I'm going to build my own boy an ark and it can work for me. I need some ark builders in here this morning who can think strategically. If the devil has got children in the crosshairs, if Satan is trying to deceive and destroy, then where are the mothers who think strategically and say, I'm going to build an ark for the saving of my children. I'm going to raise my children children differently. I'm going to waterproof the ark and keep the water out so that my baby floats on what everybody else is sinking in. Come on, tell your sisters next to you. Tell somebody next to you, say, my babies won't sink. My babies won't sink. I know not all of your mothers, but everybody can catch this. Your children don't have to sink in what everybody else is sinking in. If you'll build them an ark, God will let your stuff float, and it'll carry them into purpose rather than destroying them in the, in the water. She made an ark. Watch. Think strategically, but a radar also lets you know when to have a spirit of release. Oh, it's going to get tough right here. Because you've got some sisters in here still bossing their 33-year-old children. Oh, y'all felt that too, didn't you? You're like, I dare you. The devil is, I will put. Look, at some point, you got to release them. Well, I, you know, I just know best. That's your problem. The problem is you did know best while you were raising them. But at some point in the journey, sweet sister, you got to trust the God that you led them to knows how to carry them into their purpose. And so God told me to tell some, I don't know if this is for one or two or for all. I don't know how many it's for. But you cannot continue to jeopardize your child's purpose by keeping your hands on what you are supposed to release. Thank you. You got to release it. If you never release your children, they'll never manifest their full purpose. I mean, come on. You pray with them at night. Pray with them every night. You, you teach them how to have manners. You teach them the word of God. They know the scriptures. They go to church. They even pay their tithes. You train them in everything you can do. And there comes a point at some point in their journey when they get old enough. Now, I'm not talking about doing nothing crazy. Eight-year-olds don't need to be released. Come on. You still got to train them what to watch and not watch on TV. Say amen, somebody. But you've got to have that radar on the inside that knows the season of release. Amen. If you will release your child when God gives you the green light, you can trust him to take care of what you care most about. Amen. She releases him. He's on the river. And it just so happens that when she thinks strategically and releases him in the right season, he winds up at the back door of Pharaoh's daughter. 
And she walks out and sees a boy in an ark floating on the water. And the Bible says something very powerful. She had compassion on him. And she goes down to the water and she draws him from the water. This is where it gets crazy. In fact, this got so crazy for me, I had to go ask Devin this morning, am I reading this right? Jacobed, mama of Moses, releases Moses in an ark down the river as a child. The child winds up at the back porch of Pharaoh's palace and, 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 and Pharaoh's daughter grabs the baby out of the ark then sends for a Hebrew woman to feed the child so they go get Jacobed, his real mama, and they paid Jacobed to raise her own boy and the whole time she's building him an ark and releasing him down the river I can hear the devil howling in her ear you will never see him again you will never touch his little face again and she's tormented thinking my God if I don't release him he may never live but if I keep him if I keep him he may never live if I release him he may be devoured but I gotta trust God and Satan's saying you can't trust God you can't release you can't think strategically and she's saying in that radar I got to trust God and and several days later she gets a knock on her door and they say pardon me but Pharaoh's daughter would like to see you well what does she want with me she found a baby in the in the river in her backyard and they want to pay you mama to take care oh my god I can't even believe this thing is like this but God is not only gonna give you a child God's gonna give you a strategy to raise that baby for God God. And not only is God going to give you a strategy, not only are you going to be able to release it, God's going to pay the bill. God's going to take care of you while you take care of what he gave you. Oh, come on, slap a mama near you real quick. Just slap somebody. Tell that mama, say, mama, God's about to hook you up. Oh, my God, I need some mamas to help me praise the Lord in here today. God is about to hook you up. You were worried about how you were going to pay for college? God is about to pay for college. Oh! Pharaoh paid the bill. Pharaoh took care. That radar on the inside, mama, may not make sense. And let me say this, because there's some sweet people in here that are not biological mamas, but there's some spiritual mamas. And, and you've been helping people that they, they are not your biological children, but they are spiritual children. And I want to tell you something. That radar of Jacobed on the inside, God is raising up some godly mothers in Israel who know how to give strategic planning to a generation who are trying to navigate down a river that is meant to try to destroy them. God, help me today, Lord. You got to know how to build an ark and release what you love the most at the right time, and then you got to learn how to take care 
of that baby while the devil pays the bill. You say, Pastor, this sounds crazy. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. There's some mothers in this room today. If you knew what God was getting ready to do in your children's life, you've been trying to wonder how you're going to take care of them. God's about to bless some children in here to the extent that your children are going to rise up and take care of you. Y'all better receive that thing right there. God is able to bless your babies. When I got to thinking about this radar, not only did I think about Jochebed, but I thought about a, a relatively unknown sister over in 2 Samuel chapter 21. Her name is Ritzbah. You don't hear a lot about Ritzbah. She was a concubine. Oh, I don't want to go too far down this road on Mother's Day. She was borrowed for her body. She, she wasn't the first priority in the house. In fact, she was secondary. If you read it in the, in, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the way that the people lived in, she was a secondary citizen. She did have some rights. But it wasn't as if she was the first choice. She was the concubine. This woman was the concubine of Saul. And she had sons through Saul. Saul, you know the story of Saul. In the end, Saul lost his mind and started doing crazy stuff. The Bible teaches us that he broke a covenant made with the Gibeonites. I'm in 2 Samuel chapter 21. He broke a covenant that he made with the Gibeonites. The covenant stated they would never attack the Gibeonites. The Israelites would never attack them. Yet Saul in his rage decided he would purge the land. And so he attempted to destroy the entire Gibeonite tribe off the land. He broke the covenant. And one day in 2 Samuel 21, a famine had hit the people of Israel. And David wanted to know why the famine came. So he went and prayed and God showed David. This famine came because Saul broke a covenant. David said, what should I do? What, 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 should I, what shall I render? How can I get this famine lifted? And so he goes to the Gibeonites and says, what do you want? Well, how can we make this right? They said, we don't want gold or silver. We want the blood of Saul's sons. The Bible says that they hung the, the sons of Saul. Now you got to put yourself in the shoes of Ritzpah. I know she's not got all her ducks in a row. I know that there's some stuff in her life that's not in order. I know she's a concubine, but can we be real? She was a mama. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen some sweet ladies in the ministry that we have here and what God has done. I've seen some ladies that have been hooked on drugs and messed up out of their mind and they don't have their ducks in a row. And it looks like life is falling apart, but they got those babies. And every time you see them, they got that baby on that hip and they're loving those children. How many know it don't matter how messed up and crazy life is, everybody knows that the love of a mama reaches past all the mess. Put yourself in Ritzpah's shoes today. She didn't do anything wrong. Her sons did nothing wrong. 
They're hanging her boys because of their father's sin. And they hanged them in the town square. Seven of them hung dead. And Ritzpah, she goes to work when it looks like it's over. Oh, yeah. I thought she would have tried to stop them from hanging her son. She couldn't stop them from hanging her son. But now her sons are dead and everybody has walked off and left them on the gallow. And when everybody else walks away and says it's over, Mama Ritz was just getting started. Why? Because she knew, don't miss this, there was royalty in her boys. As sons of the king, they were entitled to a different death than decomposition on a gallow. Y'all not hearing what I'm telling you? She knew that there was royalty in her children even after it looked like it was over. Can I find some help in here today? There's got to be some mothers in here somewhere that when you look at your children and the devil whispers to you that it is over, that they've gone too far, that they'll never be useful, that they'll never have a job, that they'll never get out of incarceration, that they'll never get their mess turned around. I want to thank God for the love of a mama who never gives up even when everybody else gives up. Oh, who am I talking to in here? I want you to see this with me. Ritzpah, when her seven sons, or this is 2 Samuel 21, her seven sons are hanging up on gallows, ropes around their neck and they're dead. And this woman gets her sackcloth out, rolls it out on a rock, and refuses, read it, she refuses to let the people. <laughs> oh no, I prayed against that thing last night. That demon of inter interference ain't going to have this microphone today. Uh-uh. I'm going to blow this thing up so loud they're going to hear me down at City Hall. Hallelujah. When the enemy tried to whisper to her that she was not going to ever see her sons treated as royalty, she rolled out the sackcloth, got up on a rock, and at night she beat the beast off. And by day she beat the birds off. I'm going I'm to slow down right here. I want you to see this thing. Can you see this woman who comes to the gallows and she looks beautiful? Maybelline, Mac. Come on. Come on in here, sisters. Essential oils. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Weaves, extensions. I mean, she looked like she just stepped straight out of Vogue. You know what I'm talking about. She looks beautiful. But she came, and she didn't come just for one little prayer meeting. She came until she knew she had secured the future of her children. Uh-huh. I, I think she looked beautiful the first couple of days, and she was looking the part. But a few weeks into that thing, they were trying to beg her to come back home. Come on, Rich, but baby, you got to go get a bath. Don't you need a salt bath? You need, you need a milk bath by now. Come on, Rich, but you need to put some. Noxema on. You all tore up. 
your hair's falling out, you look crazy. And she looks at them with them wild, beady eyes. And I believe she had a stick in one hand and she said, you better get out my way. I'm not leaving until the king comes for my sons. Who am I preaching to in here, mama? Come on. You better tell the devil, don't let the baby on this hip fool you. I will raise you 10 and give you 20. If you mess with my family, I'll claw your eyes out, Satan. You will not touch my babies. My babies have royalty down on the inside of them. I'll fight you all night long, but you will not have my children. Where are the mamas that have lost their mind? I'm talking about you will go crazy on the enemy just when he shows up to take your children. You got to learn how to fight without Estee Lauder. You got to learn how to fight when you don't look like a million bucks, sister. You got to learn how to tell the devil, you done pushed a button you shouldn't have pushed. You woke something up in me. There's a warrior down on the inside of some mamas in here. And your little quiet self is getting ready to come out like a lion. God is getting ready to raise up some mothers that are going to release potential and destiny into their children. And when hell tells you your babies don't have royalty, tell the devil he is a liar. God's got a plan for my babies. She rolled out the sackcloth and stood on a rock. And she beat off the beasts and the birds, and the birds and the beasts. And she did it until the king heard there was a crazy, wild-eyed mama over in Saul's country that refused to leave the children that she bore and she was beaten off the beast and David said go find them I got news for a mama in here your warfare has captured the attention of a king come on touch somebody near you right now tell them your warfare come on tell somebody your warfare has captured the attention of the king. Have you ever felt like you were fighting for nothing? Have you ever felt like you were fighting by yourself? Have you ever felt like you were fighting and losing? Have you ever felt like you were fighting and giving up? Oh, I'm going to tell you something this morning before I go change my clothes. If there's a mama in here that's fighting over the soul of her son or daughter, your warfare has captured the attention of the king. I came to tell you on Mother's Day, hey, is on the way. Somebody holler yes. Help is on the way. She refused to allow them to be treated like common people. Mama say this, say my babies. Come on, say it like you mean it, mama. Say my babies are not common Y'all said it so pretty, but now I need you to say it militantly. Say, my babies. Where you at? Stand up, mama. Come on, let's just set ourselves free. Come on, just act like you don't care who's sitting beside you. Put a little bit of on it and say, my babies are not common. Somebody say, there is royalty in my babies. Say, I'm going to fight 
until royalty comes up out of them. Say, devil, in the name of Jesus, get your hands off my babies. Now give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. My children will not be a statistic. My children will not die of an overdose. My children will not be shot up in a school. My children are fearfully and wonderfully made. I've got a faith that tells me God is up to something in my babies. Praise him, mama, that your children are saved. Praise him that they are coming out. Praise him that he's got a plan. I gotta go. I'm through preaching. Stand with me. I'm through preaching. You gotta have a radar. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all ever seen one of those military movies? And they're out in a boat. And they got these guys that sit down looking at this radar screen. It looks sort of like that. And this line is going around it. And they're saying, we have an enemy incoming. He's coming in from the east. And then we got one coming in from the west. And he's looking at the radar. <laughs> oh. And he said, the enemy's coming in. And he said, send a missile over there and take care of that incoming enemy. And send one over there and take care of that enemy. Well, this morning, you got an enemy coming in with bad relationships. You got an enemy coming in with deceiving people. You got all these enemies coming in trying to take your children. And they got all these media enemies coming in. And mama, you sometimes feel like, how am I going to keep them safe? I want to tell you how the Holy Ghost on the inside of you knows where the enemy is coming from. And if you call out on the name of the Lord, God will save your children from your enemy. You have never seen crazy till you see a woman trying to protect her enemies, her children from their enemies. You ever watch National Geographic? You see them big old bears. Them bears will eat fish all day long and leave everybody alone. But you let something come mess with her cub. Mama bear. Come out. I came to call the mama bear out of somebody today. Sisters, you got to quit crying all the time about how helpless you are. And you got to start making declarations over the arrows God has put in your quiver. I'm not, I'm not mad with you. I'm trying to tell you today, you are mightier than you know. I want to pray for moms today. And then I want to give an altar call for salvation because last night at prayer, I felt like God spoke to me and said there will be some people in this room today, listen to this carefully, 
there would be some people in this room today. Maybe it's in second service. I don't know, but I'm going to give this altar call in both services. He said there are going to be some people in both services or in this house today. Their mother's already gone to heaven, but her prayers are going to be answered today. She's not even here to witness you getting saved or giving your heart to Christ. But the last thing she prayed before she left this earth was, God save my children. God's going to save them today. Bodies die, but prayers, they just keep on living. Continually come before the Father. That prayer your mama prayed, even though she's in heaven today, God's going to answer her prayer. I want you to bow your head right now. If you're in this room today, it's Mother's Day, and there are some precious people living here. The only day you would come to church is on a day to honor your mom. But there's a higher purpose. There's a greater reason to come to the house of the Lord. See, mom, mom loves you and brought you today because she loves you and wants to spend this day with you, but this is a setup for somebody. God wants to change your life, sir. God wants to change your life today, ma'am. You may feel like you have run, 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 run so far from God. But God's got his eye on you today. He's not through with you. In fact, he's just getting started. I'm counting to three, and if you say today, Pastor Kevin, would you pray for me? I need to give my heart to Christ. I need to get saved. I need to give my life to Jesus. See, there's a real reason for you to live today. The reason for living, the reason for living is that you have found the one who came to give you life. The greatest day of your life is the day you get saved. The second greatest day in your life is the day you figure out why he saved you. The first group of people I want to pray for are people who want to use this day to say yes to Christ. I don't care how messed up and lost you are. I don't care how screwed up your mind feels like it is and how messed up you feel like you've made things. Today, God loves you just like you are. He will save you just like you are. You don't have to go home and clean anything up and come back next Sunday so you can say yes to God. Just like you are right now, he came to save you. And I'm counting the three for you. If you want to give your heart to Christ, when I say three, lift your hand in the air. I don't care how long you've been living this way, how good or bad you feel about yourself. If you know on the inside you need Jesus to rescue your soul, when I say three, lift your hand. One, two, three, right now. Lift that hand up. Say, Pastor Kevin, pray for him. I need to get saved. I see your hands back there. God bless you. Put your hands down. Everybody look at me. So let's just be real for a minute because there's several hands that went up. On Mother's Day, the tendency is let's get to lunch and let's hurry up out of this moment. And we're going to get to lunch in just a few moments. But the most important thing you'll ever do with your life is say yes to Christ. I want you to look in just a second to the person on your left and on your right. You may know them your whole life. It may be your mother. It may be your son or daughter. It may be your husband. I don't know what it is. You may have never met the person on your left and on your right before. But I want you to ask them this question in just a second. The person standing on your left and right, do you need someone to go pray with you at the altar? And if you lifted your hand, 
saying, I need Jesus to save me, or you should have lifted your hand. When they ask you that question, take them by the hand. I'm going to stand right here and wait on you, and we're going to pray for God to save souls today. If you need Jesus to save you right now, when they ask you that question, ready, ask your neighbor right now, both neighbors. Do you need someone to go pray with you? And if you lifted your hand or you should have, would you just come stand with me right now? Come out of your seat. Come stand with me, and we're going to pray for God to save souls today. Anybody at all? I want to give my heart to Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. They're still coming. Come on, praise them. Come on, they're still coming. Hallelujah. Come on, come right down here with me right now. Anybody else before we pray? Bless you, sir. Love you, buddy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands up this way. Let's pray for our friends, brothers and sisters right now. At the cross, at the cross. Somebody come pray right here, Rick, with this sweet lady. I receive my sight. Come on, let's sing it one more time as they pray through. At the cross. Receive my sight. I did good on time, and I did a good on time because I wanted the opportunity to pray with mothers. Mothers who would say, Pastor, I feel like Ritzba, I feel like Yakabed, I feel like I'm fighting for the life of my children. I know this is not every mother in this room, so there's no pressure implied by this altar call. But I felt like today there would be some mothers who had a heaviness and a burden on the inside because of the place they found their children in. And I wanted to pray with you before we left today. If you're in this room and you say, Pastor, I've been in a war. Oh, Jesus, I Thank you for your presence. I've been in a war over my children. And I need God to give me victory. I want to pray with you today. Would you come stand up here with me right now? I know this is not every mother, but I want every mother who it is for to come just be released to stand with me. Hallelujah. Come stand right over here with me if you would, everybody going to pray together. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Now, if there's everybody, anybody ever had 
a situation with your children in this room that didn't move, but God's given you breakthrough before. And you know what the agony feels like. And you know what the pain and the heartache of children who are living under an attack. You know what it's like to experience that attack. Would you stretch your hands down here right now? If God's ever given you victory in the realm of your children. I need some mothers right now that have ever experienced breakthrough. Fathers, mothers, everybody now. I need everybody that's ever experienced breakthrough with your children to stretch your hands down here right now. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way. I want you to start praying for them right now. I want you to start praying for them right now. Come on, we got eight minutes, y'all. We're doing real good on time. I want you just to go after it right now because these mamas need a breakthrough. There are some of them I'm watching tears flow right now. This is real. This ain't some little I need a touch thing. This is real. These mamas, oh, Father, I come against every satanic force. Somebody do some spiritual warfare with me right now. I come against every demonic assignment, every deceiving, lying spirit that has attempted to destroy the destiny of these children. God, I bind the devil in the name of Jesus right now. I curse the hands of the enemy, the voice of Satan be dead. We bind up right now every plan of distraction and confusion and deception. And I, I adjure you now, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, you loose those children and you let them go now by the power of God. How? In the name of Jesus God, I pray for a spirit of Ritzba to get on these ladies that that spiritual radar would come to life on the inside of them that they would not feel overcome. They would not feel hopeless and overwhelmed. Oh, my God. I bless you today with freedom, sweet lady. I bless you today with victory, mama. In the name of Jesus. In the name of, oh, oh God, God's breaking that thing. God's breaking that thing. In the name of the Lord. Victory for her children. Victory for her children. Come on, pray, church. Come on, pray, church. God's doing something for them today. We pull on heaven today. We call on God today. Send deliverance, Lord. Come on, pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Loose that thing. Loose that, loose that thing. God give victory. God give victory. God give victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, I completely and totally speak life and freedom over her children now. I rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Life, oh, shut up. Life, life, hallelujah. Life, I, I call forth life. I call forth life. I declare life. They shall live and not die. And that of Oshia, and declare the works of the Lord. I command deceiving spirits to break off now. In the name of Jesus, let truth come flooding in. Oh, God, bring life. Oh, God, bring life. Mama, you sow the seed. If you train up a child in the way they should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. Loose that child. Loose that child. Loose that child in the name of the Lord. I come into you agree with agreement right now, mothers, that God is saving your children, saving your children, saving your children. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. How? In the name of the Lord, I call him home. I call him home. I call him in. Oh, mama, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, pray two more minutes. Hallelujah. On Mother's Day, let the chains be broken. On Mother's Day, let the yoke be destroyed. On Mother's Day, let the, let the yoke be loose. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Father, I thank you for light coming in their spirit right now. Break through. Break through. Break through. How? Break through. In the name of the Lord. Break through. That radar's going off. We bind every enemy in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Loose and set free. Hallelujah. 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 Victory, 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 yes there is. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. Come on, sing it one time. I told Satan, Today is mine. Help me sing it, family. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Come on. I told Satan, Come on, victory today. Sing it one more time. We sing, Victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Oh, I told Satan. Come on, praise him for victory today. Come on, praise him for victory today. Listen, we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Give me the microphone. We're getting ready to go. I want us to leave this morning with victory. So God, I pray victory over your people. Joy over your people. And God, I pray that all heaviness would be lifted as we are reminded of your great faithfulness. And Father, we ask your blessing upon us in Jesus' name. Everybody said, if you're a first-time guest on your way out, I'll meet you over in that lobby. I'd love to shake your hand and hug your neck. I'll see you in a moment. God bless you. Be here Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Go in the peace of God. <laughs>